Great afternoon. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane. And today I am with a, another like-minded individual. I have Dr. Kylie Burton with me today. She is a chiropractor like myself, and she practices functional medicine as do I. So I think that this will be fun. So welcome Dr. Kylie into the fast Thanks. lane with me today. Thanks for having me, Sarah. I didn't realize you were a chiro. I am. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a Cairo who doesn't own a chiropractic table. <laughs> you don't do any chiropractic. I don't do any chiropractic. No, I haven't. I haven't adjusted anybody in like two years at this point. Not even your family? No, but they wish that was a different case. So did they get adjusted by someone else? Not at this point. My husband's like, I need to go back to my chiropractor because my wife refuses to adjust me. Oh, for funny. Well, this is fascinating. And this is why I encourage people here. Here's the issue that I will have with some people. If you go to a chiropractor and you have a bad experience, you don't like chiropractors. You're not going back. You go to a dentist, a doctor, a gynecologist, you find one that you don't like, you just find another one. But chiropractors yes. are super different. Like we're all individuals. So if you have a if you have an issue with the chiropractor that you find, find a different one. Some are more gentle, some are more rough, and some don't even adjust. So we can find one for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. So let's get your background. Like how did you come to do what you do and what do you do? So tell us all the things. Um, so I grew up in Western medicine. I, you know, every time you got sick, you went and got an antibiotic. I was 20 two years old, didn't even know what a chiropractor was, didn't know what functional medicine was. I had just gotten out of my bachelor's degree. So I had graduated with my bachelor's degree in nutrition. And I like this idea of food helping heal our bodies. Well, I learned the food pyramid and the food plate and the RDA values and all that junk I've thrown out the window ever since then. Just an expensive piece of paper. That was all. So I uh, hire, I got hired on by this chiropractor here in the area as his assistant. And that's when I got introduced to chiropractic and this world of functional medicine. And it made so much sense to me. The only problem was it was a guy and I was a female. So every time a female would come in, she would tell me about libido issues and hormone issues and menopause issues and just things that you would rather not talk to a guy about. So I decided that I'm going to just become the doctor. I had everything I needed. So I was just going to go get my doctorate degree. If I were to go back and do everything over again, I would probably go DO just because let's face it, they get more respect than we do. So when people ask me, what do you do for a living? Well, I just say, I'm a functional medicine doc. Well, what's that? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Uh, I help people who get tossed from doctor to doctor to doctor and always get told that their labs are normal yet they still, they still feel sick. Oh, well that's so-and-so or that's me or that's my sister. Yep. You know, they always know somebody who it is, but if you were to say, well, I'm a chiropractor. Oh, well you just crack back the necks. That's all you do. Yeah. Wrong. Chiropractors are some of the best doctors in the entire world. Let's face it. Dr. Axe, who used to be the top yeah. search engine of every health related topic. He's a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. So that was my journey. And then I, I entered into chiropractic school. And, and here's the best part. Sarah, I don't know where you went. I went to Western States in Portland, Oregon. And I went there because they had a master's degree in functional medicine. 
I ended up not doing that degree because I literally said to the head director, I said, I want to know what labs you guys teach. And they're like, well, we don't teach labs. I'm out. I don't want anything to do with a program who's just solid book work and textbook work. And a lot of my my classmates were in that program and that, that's what it was. They had no idea how to translate a textbook something to what they were seeing inside a clinical patient care type setting where I did a online program and that's all it was, was clinical stuff and lab stuff. And so now what my specialty is, is I just take the normal labs that we all have, the medical records, the labs you've already donated blood for, you've already already given up time and energy and money towards, and let's use those. Why? Because I can take that normal lab range and condense it into the functional lab range or the ideal lab range in, a, in an easier term and say, okay, you might not have um, fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome or IBS or whatever the heck they want to call it. Mm-hmm. Well, we got this low grade something going on. And it's not active enough to elicit a positive test result, like a positive E. coli or H. pylori or, or Epstein-Barr virus, but it's, you're, it's still there. So your body's still having to fight it. No wonder why you're not feeling better because your body's constantly in fight mode. And we can find all of that in normal labs. So that's what I love to do. We always talk about the root cause scenario mm-hmm. when, when I like to challenge that theory a little bit, because you think about migraines, how many causes are there to migraines mm-hmm. and it's different for everybody. And usually it's multiple causes, not just one. So we all go to a functional medicine doc and we think, you know, f- fix my gut. It's going to resolve everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It, it can help if you do it right. And doing it right is specific to each individual needs, but yeah. So it's all functional medicine for me. I ended up selling my chiropractic table about two years ago, like completely virtual. And then COVID happened and I was set because nothing changed. Sure. That's nice. Now I am, I do have to say I'm addicted to being adjusted. Like I like being adjusted. So I adjust my kids once a week. Um, and I get adjusted once a month and I don't adjust my husband because he likes to tell me what to do. So that's another story in itself. (laughs) Um, but what, I don't want to say I like this because I don't want to sound, I mean, this is going to sound awkward, but I almost, I like, but I don't like when a patient will come in and it's like, you're their last resort. You know, it's like, they've tried everything and you're so grateful that they're there because you, you have this feeling that you really want to help them. But at the same time, you're sad that they're there because they've been discounted. And when, and it hurts my feelings. And I've said this before, when people are like, they say nothing's wrong with me, but I know something is wrong. And, and sometimes they get, people get discounted because if you are in the normal range, nothing should be wrong. Right. That's what, that's what they're told. Yeah. And I always tell people, you, you want normal labs. If you don't have normal labs, then you have heart disease, kidney disease, liver failure, cancer, whatever it is that they want to call it. And and here's the problem is that we are all, we're told and we've been doctrinated to search for a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. We want that diagnosis to validate that we do have a problem or to answer why our problems are there. I love to use this example for, because it's obvious. Chronic fatigue syndrome, that is a diagnosis you can get. 
what does it tell you? It tells you you're tired. No duh. Thanks for telling me that. <laughs> Chronic fatigue syndrome tells you nothing. It tells you nothing, but yet we're searching for these answers. Fibromyalgia. Okay, you have pain, you can't sleep, and you're tired all the time. Great. Maybe you can try Lyrica. That might help. Uh, probably not because it's not helping figure out the why to any of those things. Uh, RA, rheumatoid arthritis. MS, all these autoimmune diseases. Okay, well, here's Humira. Try an injection twice a, every other week for the rest of your life. And then it's going to, quote, manage your symptoms. That's what we've been indoctrinated and innated to feel like and to search for. I just had a, a patient call me last night or yesterday. Um, she's been dealing with MS. I've been working with her for about eight months now. She's doing absolutely phenomenal. What they had her on was some type of trial injection. And every time she had to go in once a month for this trial injection, she was basically bedridden for the next three to five days. She's a mom in her early forties with teenagers. That's not possible. Yeah. And, and her worst scenarios were in the summertime with the heat. Her body just couldn't handle the heat. And, and she want, she told me last night that um, with her MS, she tried to do bicycling with her husband. They loved biking and doing these 50 mile bike rides. The last 50 miler she did um, with the MS before she met me, she couldn't complete it. Her body hurt so bad. And then she's like, I need to tell you something. The beginning of the summer, my husband and I did 50 miles and I felt amazing after that. She's like, this whole entire time, I've been feeling like my body has betrayed me in some way. And we all feel like that, whether we have a diagnosis next to our name or we don't, we feel like our body has betrayed us in some way, shape or form. And we just want to validate that it has in some way. When in reality, do we really, are we really searching for the validation or are we searching to stop surviving life and begin thriving and loving life, not just being here because yeah. we are going through the motions. I just yeah. said this to someone earlier. I said, my goal is to get to the root of the problem and not put a, a bandaid on a bullet wound. And she's like, yeah, well, that would be nice. And I said, because again, I think you'll relate to this. I have a lot. I am not saying that medications are not necessary in some, in some instances. And the reason I do these podcasts, especially with practitioners like myself is because I like people to know that they have different options. A lot of people don't even know this is an option. Okay. Right. They think that this, this is just what you do. Like we said, but yeah. you also have the other people who are really um, searching for a way to feel better. And there's been so many times where people, I have had a patient who's not been on one or two, but they've been on three antidepressant medications. And so my question is, and I'm asking this with all due respect, but what is the end game with that? So the first one didn't work. The second one isn't doing it. So now we're on three at the same time. So are you just supposed to be on that forever or are they going to try to fix it? Same with blood pressure. You're just going to be on that medication now forever. Like you're not going to try to fix the problem. And they kind of look at me like a deer in headlights. And then they kind of smile because they've never even thought about it that way. This is, this yeah. is a long-term thing. You're on this medication now and you're going to be on it forever. But like when you work with someone, like, let's say with adrenal fatigue, your adrenals change, right? Are you going to be on the same supplement from now for the next 20 years? 
No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, the functional medicine world and the holistic world falls culprit to it as well. And, and people are always shocked, like, wait, you don't want me to take supplements forever? No, I don't want you to take supplements forever. Right. <laughs> That's what the supplement world wants you to think. They want you to think that you have to take probiotics for the rest of your life to feel good and to have and to be healthy. Why? Because it's money in their pockets. That's why. Whether well, it helps you feel better or not. It's no different than the pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. And, and I get these people, you know this too, where they come, they don't come into my office anymore. It's virtual but they'll go grab my, their supplement from the supplement cupboard, literally takes up an entire cupboard. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, I, I, one time I took this with someone else and someone told me I should take this. And then my, my functional medicine doc put me on all of these people are taking thousands of a thousand dollars of supplements per month, just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. That is no different. In my opinion than taking a pharmaceutical, just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And as practitioners, we have fallen culprit to, I get this word a lot when patients are like, I just feel like they're throwing darts at the dartboard. Mm-hmm. And if I suggest it's my thyroid, then they'll say, oh yeah, it could be your thyroid. Let's try this supplement. Mm-hmm. That's a problem too. Mm-hmm. And, and here's how I fix it. And we let's dive into this because um, the CBC, this blood work that we all have is worth the price of gold if you know how to read it correctly so this one lab test that we all have us as practitioners we can order it easily your primary care doc already has it it's the number one lab test that they take as just a hey let's just see what's going on and and when we can look at a cbc through this lens that i'm about to teach you you can say you know what i don't need all of these supplements to survive. My glutathione, my coffee enemas, my NAC, my whatever else they take. I am just, I'm very good at my one supplement company, the one brand I use, because it works and it works really well. And I don't have to use much to get that effect. So when it comes to these labs and really diving into what the underlying cause is, um, you know, you go to family reunions. I was just at one this summer. And the first thing my aunt says to me, Hey, Kylie, what causes this? I don't know. And I don't care. (laughs) And it takes them aback. Mm -hmm. I I say it in a nicer way than that. But (laughs) um, the fault, the fault of this whole root cause scenario is that we think that there's a root cause that leads to any type of scenario, migraines, for example, you type up, um, how do I find relief with a migraine? You get 50 zillion options of supplements. You take one, maybe something worked for another person, but it didn't work for you. I mean, there's just not a root cause for each individual symptom. It doesn't work like that. Then here's the other factor. A lot of times we have these systemic underlying issues that just lead to a whole variety of symptoms, which is why you go from doctor to doctor to doctor and they say, well, your symptoms don't fit underneath this umbrella or any umbrella, so I don't know what to call it. And therefore, if I don't know what to call it, I don't know what to give you for treatment. So when you can take these systemic issues and you can find them inside labs, resolve them, 
And then things just start resolving too. Like I'll get messages that say, Dr. Kylie, I just, my, my stomach nausea, it's gone. What caused it? I don't know. I can give you my best guess. All I know is that your numbers told me to treat you in a way to get you healthy. And that's what I did. And now that you're getting healthy on the inside, the, the nausea, the vomiting, the these random symptoms that you're having, the flare-ups, the bad days, the good days, they're all going away. And now it's, I didn't know I could feel like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not on very many supplements, four or five, maybe per month mm-hmm. to get there. So Sarah, do you do blood work? I don't do blood work in office, but a lot, a lot of times people will bring their blood work in. Yeah. But I mainly adjust people. So I do supplements as well, but, um, much less than adjusting. Where are you located? North Dakota. Okay. If I have anybody, any patients in North Dakota, I'll send them your way. Who need adjust? Where are you located? I'm in Utah. Oh, in Utah. Okay. We just took a family road trip there this, this year. What part? We were in Moab and then we went up to Park City. Okay. Yeah, I'm like 45 minutes north of Salt Lake. So I'm up in the Wasatch Front where everybody is. Okay. Um, so I'm virtual. Utah, I always say, is 10 years behind in this functional medicine world. Uh, I went to school in Portland. Everybody in Oregon goes to their functional medicine doc or their naturopath first, not their MD. Here it is the very last I'm. Here to attempted everything. Please help if you can. I have no resources. My finances are gone. I've wasted all my retirement, you know, everything. You get it all. Yeah. So I, we are going to use those normal labs. So next time someone brings in a CBC and those of you who are listening to this, go grab your labs, whether you have them on your phone and your patient portal or you have hard copies of them. This CBC is very, very important. And I'm gonna teach you the number one underlying cause of anxiety and depression, chronic fatigue, and just junk, feeling like crap. And it sounds not like you are giving up a deep, dark secret right now. Everyone I am, down, because it is. Get, pause it, want- get your stuff together and let's hear this deep, dark secret. <laughs> I want people to know this. Um, and I actually teach practitioners this now. I'm, I'm starting a mastermind next month where we're diving into the, the labs even deeper. But I've been teaching docs and practitioners and health coaches this for about a year now. Um, because, and it's this and it's powerful. So this CBC, the very top marker of it is the white blood cell count, the WBC, right? Remember, we want our labs to be normal. That's good. We're going to take that normal lab range and we're going to condense it to the ideal lab range. And I'm going to teach you what they are. And if you fall outside of that lab range, what does it mean? No, I don't come up with these lab ranges. Um, a genius with a million letters next to his name <laughs> did. His name is Dr. Karazian. I don't know if you've heard of him. Dr. Karazian and his team about 20 years ago did all the research, came up with these lab ranges. So they're not mine, they're his, and we all use them. Most of us who use lab work in this way. So that wide blood cell count, the ideal range is between five and eight. If you fall less than five or greater than eight, you have an underlying infection. And that infection 
is wrecking havoc on all systems of your body, leaving you with any symptom, infertility, inability to lose weight, inflammation, whatever you want to call that, right? I mean, I, the list could go on and on and on. Um, as far as infections are concerned, now you look at your white blood cell count. And if you're less than five greater than eight, you know you have your body's fighting something systemically. And, if, and think about this. If you're fighting, constantly fighting something, your body's one at one point is just going to give up and just say, I'm done. How do you feel? Depressed. What do you go reach for? An antidepressant based off of serotonin and dopamine. It has nothing to do with any type of infection. That's probably the reason why your serotonin and dopamine are low to begin with, but it has nothing to do with serotonin and dopamine either. So you can feel depressed in that way. Or think about it this way. If your body's constantly fighting something, it doesn't take much to send it into an anxiety attack. Are you following me? Oh yeah, I'm with you. If your body's constantly fighting something, you have to take a nap in the afternoon just to survive. Or you fall asleep before your kids do reading bedtime stories at night. And they're, they're, oh, the possibilities are endless. Does it lead to diseases? Heck yeah, it does. Does it lead to, I have good days and bad days? Heck yeah, it does. And here's why. Sometimes this infection it's gonna be most often low grade. So it's never gonna come up on a lab test. And I just like to use Epstein-Barr virus for an example, also known as mono. To get a positive lab test result for that, you have to have it so active that I've got a 17 year old who's fallen asleep in the classroom. But nobody bothered taking an Epstein-Barr virus test until I told them, you should probably, based off of that number I see, if you were to go take a test, it would come back positive. Sure enough, I was right, came back positive. Just nobody bothered taking it. But if it's low grade, it's the mom who's constantly tired, no matter how much sleep she gets. It's, I feel winded going up the stairs. I want to go hiking with my kids this summer. I just know I'm going to be holding them all back. So they might as well go without me. That's what it feels like. Now there's lots of different types of infections, depending on what company supplements you use depends on their philosophy. There's one supplement company who says, uh, if you have a pulse, you have parasites. Yes, but are those parasites affecting your health? Well, let's find out in the numbers. So inside that CBC count, we can also determine, are you low in iron? And that's important because iron gets all oxygen to your cells. And without iron, your cells can't get fuel in the form of oxygen. There's a lot of stuff inside this one lab. And yet we just blow past it like it's worth nothing. Mm -hmm. But I love the infection topic because it's, rampant and it always goes unmissed. Um, it doesn't matter how many times someone's been to some other holistic healthcare practitioner. I come back, they get, they get into me. They've exhausted $50,000 of finances trying to get somewhere. Oh, look, it's right there in your labs. They've got missed. So I'm teaching you all right now, white blood cell count less than five greater than eight infection. Then it gets a little bit tricky and a little bit dicey. So we're going to try to keep it simple. 
jump down in that same blood work and hopefully your doctor ordered a CBC with differential. If they did it, go back and slap them in the face for me. <laughs> Just don't do that. <laughs> um, I've seen like a thousand plus medical records now. 95% of the time, the CBC with differential gets ordered. But that those few cases, I'm just like, it is not that hard to check the box next to it. Please include those five markers next time. Those five markers are very, very, very important. But in school, they meant nothing to me. They didn't know what those, I mean, we, we were grilled in school on the CBC according to the iron, whether they're iron deficient or they're B vitamins, right? But the differential portion, uh, no big deal. It means everything now. So those five markers are these. Look for them in your labs. Neutrophils, lymphocytes, monocytes, eosinophils, and basophils. That's a lot of big words. Mm -hmm. We're going to just focus on two of them. To keep it really simple and because they're the most common the neutrophil word that guy is responsible for fighting bacteria so if he's a little bit elevated that means we have some type of low-grade bacterial infection often in the form of SIBO small intestinal bacterial overgrowth that leads to a lot of variety of things but one of them being chronic pain Two of them being gut issues like chronic diarrhea or constipation and other GI stuff. And then you can usually find gut issues with fibromyalgia, thyroid, you know the story. Mm -hmm. So the neutrophil count, bacterial infection. Now, again, this is not something that you're going to go get tested for H. pylori or E. coli or Campylobacter or any of those. Those won't come back positive. You don't want them to come back positive. Otherwise, if they are positive, you're on the toilet for like the last 30 days and you ain't getting off of it. <laughs> That's what it's going to require to be a positive test. Whereas if it's a low grade, um, I've just been fighting diarrhea. I have to know where the bathroom is and I can't go anywhere outside of it. Like I had a 14 year old boy. Um, it was really normal for him to go over six, seven times a day. That was life. And he was eating rice and chicken and that was practically it just trying to manage the gut issues. He was 14 years old, now wanting to go to scout camp and now wanting to go do uh, teenage things with his friends. But he had this digestive issue that he didn't want nobody, anybody knowing about, right? And when you have the urgency, you have the urgency and you better go or else you're going to have a problem. Um, we tested him for SIBO. Sure enough, it came back positive. I didn't even need to take the test, but we did anyways. So we treated him and and, and then within three months, he comes back and he, and he tells me, now I'm constipated. I said, what do you mean you're constipated? How many times have you gone to the bathroom a day having a bowel movement? And he says, one time. <laughs> it was so not normal for him that to him, one time a day was constipation. When it's like, that's normal, buddy. Welcome <laughs> to your new life. Now go to Wendy's on Friday night. Just be careful about it. And if you start to head down that direction again, here's what you need to, to tackle that fast. So that's what we're talking about when it comes to 
a bacterial infection kind of thing. It's the most common. Um, I've ended up in the ER room with a family member that was constipation. And if one day they will listen to me, we will fix the SIBO. But until then, I can't do anything until they'll listen, right? Mm-hmm. That's the neutrophil count. And if it's above 60%, we're looking at that low-grade bacterial infection. Now, chronic fatigue. The number one cause of chronic fatigue is a low-grade viral infection. In fact, research tells us that type 1 diabetes, any really autoimmune disease, but type 1 diabetes specifically, is instigated by a low-grade virus attacking the pancreas. That low-grade virus can be determined based off of the lymphocytes. And the lymphocytes, if they are above 30%, now we're looking at a low-grade virus, which could lead to chronic fatigue, anxiety, and depression, even in the infertility. Unexplained infertility. If your body's constantly fighting these things, it's not going to want to thrive, let alone build a baby. So a lot of possibilities. This lymphocyte marker, if it's above 30%, we have a low-grade virus. Now, I want to focus on those two markers because you can actually determine if there's some type of autoimmune component with just those two markers. And this is where we get those good days versus bad days. Okay. So say you took one lab test and your your lymphocytes are 28%, your neutrophils are 52%. Perfect. You know, we're, we're looking good right there. You take another lab test and your lymphocytes are now at 39% and your neutrophils are at 42%. Well, the 39% means that when you took that lab test, you were probably having a crappy day because that virus was more active than at other times on your good days. Does that make making sense? Mm-hmm. Now, remember I said 42% and 39%. That's almost like a one-to-one ratio. And when we can get that one-to-one ratio, if you find it, which I often find it in labs, that's when we're dealing with some type of autoimmune flare and say you're, you've got Hashimoto's and you've been treating your thyroid and treating your thyroid and treating your thyroid and you're not getting anywhere. A lot of times you hear this too. The people are like, well, I've been on thyroid medication for 20 years. Do you feel like it felt, do you, do you feel different? No, I just take it because I'm supposed to, right? Yeah. And they're, they're taking it. But if you have Hashimoto's or any autoimmune, now you have to go back and you have to treat the immune system. And one of those key pieces for me is to remove that trigger, oftentimes the infection. There you go. There's the gold nuggets inside a regular CBC that we all have. That making sense? Yeah, I think I think you broke it down pretty uh, pretty simply. But what, so when you have patients who are upset that they just did the CBC because they're like they didn't do any other testing, you know, do you find, you know, cause like some people are pretty incredulous about, they didn't do anything other than the normal lab test. They didn't do anything different. And you are saying you don't necessarily need the different tests because you got it all right here. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Save yourself lots and lots of money. I mean, what's the average GI map costing nowadays? It's 550 bucks. How much did you say? I, I don't know. I just threw out a number. 550? 800? Yeah. I don't, I have no idea. I think, uh, I think the one, uh, I want to say 450 was the last time. Yeah. Yeah. Functional medicine tests, can, they can get expensive. Mm -hmm. I used to run the organic acid panel. It was around that 450 price too. And that before I literally really learned how to dive into just regular blood work, if getting lab tests from a functional medicine standpoint or functional medicine labs specifically, you're, you're spending thousands of bucks on those things. Mm -hmm. And depending on the practitioner, I've had people say, well, I had this lab test, my naturopath took it or my, I mean, I'm not just going to blame that, that field, my alternative healthcare physician took it mm -hmm. and they never even said anything to me about it. What's the point of spending $500 on a lab test and not knowing what's on that thing? And yet it's happening all the time. These, these functional medicine tests are there and they're good. But do us practitioners really know how to read them like we should before we order? Them? It's the same thing with your primary care doc. You know, we're, we're told to run the labs and they order the labs. And whether it's a thyroid panel and you're only getting a TSH, that's, that's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. But we're not trained on how to read these efficiently. So I started teaching doctors how to do this about a year ago and it's doing some pretty good things because I'm only myself and I can only help the people I get in reach with. But if I can and teach more practitioners on how to take the labs, the CBC that everybody has that they should no longer ever complain about, tell your patients to go back and listen to this episode so they know that a CBC <laughs> is just enough. Maybe I would add in like a metabolic panel and, and uh, vitamin D. I, I love my vitamin Ds too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you can get the stuff that you need just off with the regular blood work. And I teach, I go into more of this on my podcast too. So if you're listening, go check out the beyond the diagnosis podcast. And I will have all your links and how to get a hold of you, um, connected to this podcast as well. What is your favorite thing to treat in? I'm going to say in office because technically I'm in your office right now. And yes, yes, you are. My, my degrees are behind us. <laughs> um, my office is the computer. So we're, we're together. The, my favorite thing is autoimmune. And I, and I love autoimmune because they're so ingrained that this is just the way it is. I'm going to have to deal with MS my whole life. I'm going to have to deal with IBS, IBD, Crohn's, RA, you name it, mm -hmm. Sjogren's syndrome, whatever the case is, forever. When I get to work with them and say, you know what? This is your life right now, but we can kick this disease to your past. And here's how we're going to do it. And then I want map them out, you know, my three steps, which is one, find the triggers, what triggered the onset of the autoimmune, whether that whether it was type one diabetes at seven, whether it was RA at 42 mm -hmm. or MS at 65, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. why did it all of a sudden start now? Find the triggers. Usually an infection is one of those. Remove them. Use things like vitamin D in very high doses to calm the immune system down. 
And then once you have the immune system calmed down, 80, 80, 85% of your immune system is your gut. So you got to rebuild your gut, rebuild your immune system. Now, instead of you needing Humira for the rest of your life, like this mom I was talking about with MS, she's not even on any medication. And she's actually living life again, not being bedridden three, for three days after some trial injection because it's, it's quote, going to keep her MS symptoms at bay. And the funny thing is, is when she called the nurse practitioner to ask how does she get off these, the nurse practitioner said, oh, you just stop coming in for him. That's it. She says, okay, well, then I'm done. I'm not seeing you guys again. <laughs> it was great. And so those are the scenarios where it's like, you don't have to live like this. Mm-hmm. Even if they try scaring you into, you know, it's Parkinson's or whatever ugly diagnosis they attach next to your name. It can be there. It can be attached. It doesn't need to be who you are and what defines you. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I love it. Well, you on a daily basis, encourage people to do better, live better, be better. And that is what I'm all about. So I appreciate you joining us today. And any, any last thoughts that you'd like to say before we log off? Let's go join the podcast beyond the diagnosis with me, Dr. Kylie, and I'll teach you all about those normal labs. I love it. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.